Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, another great episode from a student who is doing great with the concepts from the Proven Amazon course. Now, this is a fairly new student who's faced some significant challenges lately. I'll let her share those with you as we get into the episode, but she's built a beautiful business anyway in the face of loss and challenges, job changes. COVID season was just brutal for so many people, her included. So here she is, single mom, young kid, building a business, figuring it out, launching great bundle listings on Amazon, as you'll hear her describe today, where she's basically creating these variation packs of products and they're just selling so fast. Her biggest challenge is she's afraid of running out of enough inventory to send in. She can't create the bundles fast enough to send them in. She's afraid that her customers are going to lose interest or Amazon might penalize her because she's just sending it as fast as she can and it's selling instantly. It's not a good problem to have. So we talk about scaling her business, about diversifying her risk. A lot of fun conversations today. She talks about some of the things that she thought were going to work early on, some of the mistakes she made or almost made, things like drop shipping or buying leads lists, that sort of thing. I talk her out of some of those, cumber, I, I talk you out of hopefully making some of those mistakes. And we talk about why she was wise to avoid some of those mistakes as well. Uh, she spent a lot of time scanning barcodes, for example. We talked about why, you know, yeah, you can find some stuff that way, but you can't build a beautiful, sustainable, automated income stream that way, like she is doing and has done. She's getting beautiful results. She's coming to our event in July, July, 2023 in Columbus, Ohio, the 6th through the 8th of July, you want to go to this website, theprovenconference.com, has ticket information. We've got hundreds of people already registered from our community, the listeners to this show who are going to be there. If you want to join us, you want to be sure and go grab your tickets and get registered. It's going to be a tremendous event. You can learn all about it and the different sessions we're going to have over 40 sessions this year over the three-day period, something for all levels. If you're brand new and just considering this business, you need to be there. If you're doing multiple six figures a month, you're going to find great partners, great content, and you need to be there too. This is an e-commerce and Amazon seller event unlike any other. This is our 11th time doing it. Very proud of that. The most established e-commerce event in the e-commerce space for Amazon sellers. Pretty incredible. We want you to be part of it. But hey, let's jump over right now. We're going to meet my friend, Adrienne Terrell. You're going to really love her heart. She stares openly. She doesn't consider herself an expert but she's building a pretty special business as you're about to see. Just another great success story from this community that we are proud to bring you. Enjoy this episode. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hi. Good to have you here, my friend. I'm looking forward to getting into your story. You ready to go? I am. A little right, nervous, but I am. Oh, you'll do great. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So probably about 20 to 25 years ago, there was a friend's little brother in high school that was selling uh, pee pads, puppy pee pads online. And he was like making, he was a kid in high school making like 70K a year. And that never, ever left my mind whatsoever. But I didn't know how to do it. But I mean, I would sell things like, you know, on eBay, a little bit here and there. I'd purchase things on eBay and kill it on Craigslist back in the day when Craigslist was like a thing. If it wasn't bolted down, I would sell it. So like my late husband laughed because when we're merging households, he was like, I put, I listed all of his stuff on Craigslist and it sold in a day. So I've, you know, since he, he's passed in 2011, but I always wanted to do like maybe drop shipping or do something online. Like I love selling things because I'm a real estate agent. That's what we do. I had a lemonade stand when I was you know, 10 made $60 in a weekend, which nobody does. Like you just don't make it. So I've always liked that entrepreneurial type of selling atmosphere. So I, probably when my son, I'm a single mom. So my son is nine, just turned nine. But I knew as a real estate agent, I wanted, I didn't want him to think I was always working. Like I don't want to do that. I needed to find something that showed I wasn't always working. And I investigated drop shipping. The guy that was introducing it to me, he wanted like $10,000 to set you up on Shopify. Wasn't going to do it. Too risky because you have to know all the stuff. So I wasn't going to do it. But I got, as a real estate agent, I was salaried 
And so I am one of the casualties of that very infamous real estate company that laid everybody off on Zoom. I was this round three of it in April of 20 of last year. And my, I was setting, resetting up my real estate website to be independent again. And my son comes in and goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm setting up the houses. I'm getting things done. He goes, mom, we need a website to sell merch. Go, okay. I'll put that on my back burner. But I, um, I always kept it on. And then I saw somebody on like a reel that said, you know, I've made X, Y, and Z just selling pink items. Okay. Let me research this like online pink items. Right. So I researched it and went to her little training, her free little introduction to sell me on her course. And I saw how easy it was. So I thought, but I did open up my account and try to figure things out went into like the discord group that she recommended and oh there's product leads in there they yeah it wasn't happening i'd buy them it just wasn't happening went and joined all the free you know facebook groups that you can possibly for fba landed upon yours but i don't know it was one of those things that kept on rolling and scrolling and this on the other finally somebody posted their results that ended up on my feed and i'm like how did you do that and so she told me about your course. And at the time I was also in a lead list thing, but again, I'm buying these leads and they're price tanking. There gotta be more to it. So I started with your PIC and started with day one and just followed. I did like a side-by-side screen and I just followed everything with that side-by-side. And then I got to uh, Brian Olson. Is that his name? Brian Olson? Yeah, the Brian and Robin Joy are two of the coaching leaders on our team, and they've created a lot of content in there. So you probably would have came across their Keepa training, I would imagine. I did. And let me tell you, I've taken his Keepa. I take every Keepa training I can find. I still can't read Keepa. I actually do all my sourcing without Keepa because I found the hack. My favorite sourcing is ScanEasy which is, you know, I can't say the name of that company. It's A-Z-S-I-N, A-Z-I-N? A-Z-I-N, zen maybe. A-Z-I-N, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure we've, we've got a uh, relationship with them. I'll stick a link in the show notes. I think we've got some kind of either discount or some kind of offer. Most of those tools like that are, you know, they approach us and they they give us some kind of special deal for our community. But yeah, popular scan easy. Yes, I love it because it gives me my charts where I don't have to read do, 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 do. And it gives me the BSR, gives me the drops. It gives me the information I personally need mm-hmm. to be able to make that determination. And of course, I started out like scanning in stores because everybody said, go scan, go scan, go scan. That's how you start. Well, I started when my son was with his dad for the summer, for, you know, that summer spell. And then I picked my son up and I'm like, we're going to go scan. Yeah, that did not work out well with him at all. So I had to stop scanning. So, and of course he wants things, mommy, buy me this. I'm like, nope, we can't do it. Everything goes into our business right now. This is do or die. This is going to be our income. It is do or die. And I'm still do or die. I will not stop. And so I was scanning everything and he goes, mommy, I want that. I'm like, well, hold on, let me scan it. And I'll let you know if we can get it. Let me scan this. So I would like scan everything. And if it was a good ROI, I'd be like, okay, we can buy it. But we're going to buy you one, and I'm going to buy three more over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you know that probably was not good because then he's like, oh, "Darn it!" So I now take pictures of things. So if I'm out there doing something, I'll take a photo, and then I do my research because scanning. I was making dumb purchases; like mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening. And could I talk about? I want to fill in the blanks for the listeners for just a moment because you kind of are mentioning a few and a few things that kind of are on our traditional. Don't do it this way. Don't, yeah. For new sellers. And you've hit three of them so far. Uh, Like, I I think we may have an episode here sometime soon, and you may have heard them on other episodes. Like, don't do these things. There's kind of a rough dead end waiting for you. And one of them, of course, you know, the um, trying to sell things on Shopify side and trying to drive traffic. As a new seller, there's a reason we talk so much about replans. But once you've got you in the replans arena, there's still some misconceptions. One of them is, is this drop shipping? Absolutely not. Don't do drop shipping. Disaster yeah. waiting to happen. Not on Amazon. Lead lists, yeah, really not for new sellers because yeah. you don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're looking for. There's not an easy button for finding great replans. Buying a lead list from someone else is a very, very bad idea. I say until you're making 
about $10,000 a month in sales, then you know how to adequately analyze a lead list and see if it's of any value to you or not. But if you're not there yet, you're crazy to throw money at a list of leads that someone else is telling you to buy. And the last one is scanning stuff. We call it the treasure hunt model, model the Easter egg hunt model, where sometimes you find some fun stuff, other times you don't. Sometimes you, you scan it, it looks great, you get it home, you're like, what was I thinking? This actually, I, I'm not allowed to sell this. Or you know, scanning barcodes is not the same as replens. Just to kind of clarify and bring people up to speed. Now, you'll hear people that are the exception to some of those rules, but 99% of the time, all those activities are either a bad idea, a waste of time, or lead you to dangerous territory. Yeah, I did a lot of returns, <laughs> a whole lot of returns because of it, because I did a lot of FBM because I didn't understand FBA. Nobody really was like walking me through all that, right? So a lot of returns, the clearance items, things like that. I really learned a lot from you as the replens, like the replens course, all of that was gold to me. And that is really what shifted the mindset to like get away from the one, one time deals, staying out of Marshall's. And, you know, there's another store that people use a lot for their, for sourcing and it's going out of business now, but like during the holiday season, everybody's selling holiday stuff. I'm was like, not going to be focused on that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to focus on building that sustainable business and make sure that was solid. But then I didn't understand ROI. So my ROI was like 13% in the beginning. And now I understand ROI. And so now I won't settle unless it's 100% return. And a lot of my returns now are like 145%. So that's great. 145% ROI. Do you know your net margin on those by any chance? They range anywhere from 33% to 45%. Which is really, really good. I'm very strict. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great net margin. Yeah. Typically, most net margins we see on the replens model vary anyway from some of the biggest businesses that really have a lot of moving parts and a large team, and it's fairly automated for the owner. You you might see a 15% on the low end net margin up to people that are doing it by themselves, hitting it aggressively. Yeah. You know, they don't have a lot of outside expenses. They haven't scaled yet. You know, I'll take 15% of a big pie versus 40% of a really small pie. But you'll start to see some of the, the net margins like what you're talking about, the 25, 30, 35, or even some of the higher numbers up into the 40s. You do see that. And that's just kind of dependent on how, like you just said, how picky you are about what you're going to sell. Well, I kind of landed into a niche of trying to find items that there's not a lot of sellers on, like they're not, they're just not, right? Like I, I try to find out of stock items a lot. and just look at that because I don't want to compete with a lot of people at all. And then I ended up getting my hand slapped by another seller, but it was not because it was anything I did. It was a direction that the seller support team gave me. So there was some baking chips that I wanted to sell, couldn't find them. So I was, you know, they needed to approve me for that brand, right? So while they were going through that approval process, they said, oh, here's an ASIN we want you to list on. So I listed on it. And at the time it said, you know, brand was Hershey. It was a Hershey item. Brand was Hershey, all of that. So the seller reached out. And she, I mean, it was a very like, if you don't get off of this immediately, I'm going to report you. Like, But I was told to do this by Seller Central. So we had a little back and forth. With what that. was it about that ASIN that made the seller think that it belongs to them? That's fairly unusual for a well. So they they were a branded store, but they did not, according to Seller Central, they did not set up that correctly. So they used the UPC code versus getting a G10, and they had used the brand of Hershey versus using their brand. So there was a lot and there was no like branding, like they weren't offering, you know, that Easter egg that you're supposed to add to that. There was no, there was no bundle that it was an easily replicated set of bundle items and you just sold against it. Nothing wrong with that. No. And Seller Central told me to stay on that listing. Like they Mm -hmm. were threatening counterfeit and I was screenshotting and sending it to Seller Central. They're like, Adrian, stay put. Don't yeah. move. We're working on getting you approved. They yeah. this person did it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just for the listeners. Let me get everyone caught up to speed a little bit on some of the, what you're talking about, and and we may learn something together here as well, Adrian, as we're talking through this. But unlike eBay, 
Amazon likes to see all the sellers pile onto the same listing if they're all selling the same item. Mm-hmm. eBay, it's a different listing for every item. Each seller gets their own website, basically, on eBay. Not so on Amazon. They pool us all together. So you may have slightly different versions of the same product. You may have different bundles, different quantities, and those are all different listings. But anybody who's able to pool together that product that matches that ASIN, that listing, they can, any seller can sell on it. The one way you can distinguish yourself, as Adrian's talking about here, is by creating a bundle that has a unique component that only you can access. A watermark on top of the image is not a unique product that adds value for the buying customer. It doesn't do it, (laughs) right? So when you're creating bundles, you want to either add in a unique component or just be aware that you're going to have other sellers Mm -hmm. hopping on top of any listing that you create. That's just going to be the reality of it. You can have other sellers uh, selling against it. And that seller just must not have known the rules when you hopped on their listing. They shouldn't have had a problem with it because there's nothing unique about that listing that prevented other sellers from being on it. So yeah, uh, but it does present a huge opportunity. The provenbrandbuilding.com module inside the Proven Amazon course goes into all this detail. And you do need to get brand registered. That is something you want to make happen. Well, especially since I'm doing all now, I, like I said, I will not list unless I can make my own and do it that way. So that way, I can have definitely secure what I'm making, right? So I can switch them all over. But I'm that is my summer goal is to do the brand registry. Got to. And then the other items. And we can help you with that too. I'll stick a resource. You know, you know about Hummingbird? Yes, I do. Yeah, they can help with brand registry and even maybe getting some great pictures of your bundles and that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so that is the goal because I wanted to sell for like a year before I actually took the next step because I really believe that you have to crawl, walk, and run mm, yeah. uh, to really understand the process because the way that like YouTubers and TikTok and Reels, it's, they act like, oh, you can just scan this and you're going to make $100 because look, there's 20 of these right here. And there's so many more layers to it. Mm-hmm. You can't even, there's so much business within the business. So I finally landed on a really good like variety pack and like my cost is 475 on it. And the ROI on that one alone is over 200% because I'm selling it for like $28. Oh, that's awesome. But it's like 400 units. Without creating any competitors for yourself, what can you tell us about it? It's just or it is it is food, but it's just it's very time consuming. Like Nobody wants to sell it. Like very few people do because it's very time consuming and you have to buy cases because it's varieties, right? It's, it's like different flavors of all kinds of different things. And if you notice, like when you scroll through Amazon and you see like all of these different like chip variety packs to like all kinds of variety packs. And when you run the numbers, that's just insane. But you, my whole thing is, Back in the day, one of my mentors, when I was a sales manager, she's like, successful people are going to do what others won't do, right? Yes. So nobody else wants to do this because it's not like a, let's smack a label on, throw it in a box and send it in. It takes like a week just to get like 50 of these together. But when I ran the analytics, that's the first product where it's like, you really can sell like 500 of these. So I am like, even though I'm FBMing it right now and I'm sending them in as I build them, I got to get 500 of these, but the ROI on it, now I need to find 10 more of these. Oh, that's fantastic. So how many, how many components are in this bundle? A total of 400. So it's like, yeah. So it's like multiples of each different flavor. So different quantities of different flavors, right? Wow. Okay. So you got like 10 of flavor A, 20 of flavor B, mm-hmm. five of flavor C, a total of 400. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big bundle. But obviously, these must not be very expensive items. But still, that starts to paint a picture of folks of what's possible with these bundle. And if you create enough inconvenience in your bundle, you don't need a unique component. Mm-hmm. Because people, other people are going to be like, I don't want to put together a 400-piece bundle. <laughs> right. And then there's like, so, so I love finding like, one type of maybe brand or just one kind of item where there's 
multiple different flavors or colors or scents or whatever it could be where you can just take those and just kind of like mush them them together into different packs. Mm -hmm. So now this one brand, you might have five different ASIN offerings and you're just buying all of all of that. And it makes things very simple. So you're buying your inventory from Amazon. I do not cases. buy my inventory from Amazon. You do or I, don't? I'm sorry. I do not. You I do buy, you don't. Okay. Yeah, I buy most right now. I do a lot of it online, like a lot of OA, except with the exception of just like a few items. But I do a lot of online ordering. So, like my components that I include in there is all online. Everything, as much as possible, I can do online. I will do online. That's great. It just it just shows you what's what's possible. There's always ways to expand on the ideas. And some people just wing it and throw random bundles out there on Amazon and just, they take off. Uh, But the cautionary thing I always like to say to people who are going down the the bundle path, mixing components into one listing, and uh, it's it's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. Anyone can replicate it. Mm -hmm. If they can get their hands on the same things that you're including in it, so you want to include something that people can get their hands on that adds value, ideally. And now, and, and you also want to get brand registered with Amazon, you know, get your, maybe even a trademark. Some of the most successful bundled brand sellers in our community that, that are, they've used the, the provenbrandbuilding.com course, which again is inside the Proven Amazon course. They've used those concepts to build, in some cases, businesses selling hundreds of thousands of dollars a month of easily sourced easily recognized brand name products bundled in their own branded bundled box. No one else can sell on those listings. They're taking advantage of the power of those recognized brands to attract traffic to their listings. And they're doing extremely well. It's a slightly more advanced strategy than replens. There's a lot more moving parts. You have to be a little more disciplined about your business and your structure and your systems. Uh, There's a lot of other little things that can kind of go wrong which is why we kind of consider this like a level two, maybe even a level three business in our community. But uh, it sounds like you're getting some good momentum with it. So, you know, well done. But I need to, like I said, I've got a brand. I So it's going to be done. I do, can you, once you have like those generic things, can you like change the word generic to your own brand once you get branded or do you have to start all over again? Uh, you, If you are the person who created the listing, Typically, you can make those changes, but I'm hearing uh, where that's a little harder than it used to be. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> so one of the questions. The best way to do it is to set up the right way the first time. You can't mm-hmm. bank on being able to change the details of your listing later, necessarily, okay. uh, as much as you used to be able to. Okay. Yeah, but that is definitely because like you were mentioning, like the boxes and all of that, I see all of them like, there's my goal. That mm-hmm. right there is my goal. Mm-hmm. But when I'm coming up with like my variations, I kind of like scroll and see like which ones are, how much, what are the BSR? Like I want to know the, all the data on each and individual one before I decide, okay, if all of these are top sellers, then this is a good, a good thing to put together and do the, those analytics. Yeah. The, it can be that simple. Sometimes people like to rely on their own instincts or Hmm, if I was putting together a gift package for Mother's Day, what would I want in that gift package? Let's see. I really like this. I really like that. And they just use like the instinct or, you know, like I might buy that. I think I'll make a bundle out of that. Or, ooh, I really feel emotionally attached to this product. That stuff's all completely irrelevant. Look at what people are buying. What's flying off the shelf? What looks really good on a keepa chart? Bundle that with something else that looks really good on a keepa chart. Now you got two keywords that look pretty good to a lot of Amazon shoppers. I don't care what the products are. It could be a, a wrench and a screwdriver. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you're excited about or that has a lot of marketing appeal. Just go after those popular ASINs that are selling well for other sellers already and put together a bundle. The bundle has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You can't put a toaster with lipstick, you know, like why not? That's not something that people buy and think, oh, wow, that's a great accessory for my toaster. No, it's got to make some logical sense or at some point Amazon or someone will complain or or it's just not going to get any momentum. But if you bundle similar items that kind of complement, enhance each other, 
And we've, we're seeing a lot of exciting success stories coming from this. And uh, we love helping sellers, you know, get into that territory. But as you're noticing, it, it, it is a little more complex, like we said. It is. And you have to, you know, it worked out well with, I think you had seen like my sister had passed away and over Easter and it kind of, you know, putting these things together. Sorry. Thank you. Putting these things together kind of helps, you know, you got to keep busy when you're going through that type of a grieving process, at least for me. I mean, yeah, I did lay on the couch for a while, but then it was like, okay, I've got, I'm so far behind on my filling up my store. And so, you know, getting back into it. And so it did help, you know, keeping your brain busy and keeping things occupied and versus just like laying there. It is a lot, but I did ask my son yesterday. I'm like, you're going to have to help me. I cannot do this all on my own and I'll pay you. He goes, mommy, I'll help you, but you don't have to pay me because that will take money away from you. Like, oh, oh my gosh, what a sweet uh, He really is. I'm like, okay, we'll do, you know, once a week, we'll go on an adventure during the summer, but I do need your help because this is very time consuming. I can't keep up with the FBM orders, much less get enough into FBA in a timely fashion. Like I've got to get all of these into FBA because I know instead of 200 that are selling FBM, it's going to sell 500 or more because I'll add a subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to make sure the quantity is in there for the subscribe button. Wow. Need- so you're really, it sounds to me like you're really bullish and you should be on this particular bundle listing. Let's, let's just talk through it a little bit more and brainstorm maybe together. Cause I didn't remember that part of your story. And I apologize. I read a lot of bios and preps for podcast episodes, and I failed to do my homework today as much as I should have. So you have been through a very rough time recently. And thank you so much for giving your time today. It would have been easy for you to kind of bow out of anything that isn't an absolute necessity. Uh, I'm familiar with at least, you know, how I handled those times of extreme loss like that. And if it didn't have to happen, it ain't happened today kind of thing for quite some time, right? But the more I found myself pouring into others, which is kind of what you're doing today. Like, I hope you benefit tremendously, Adrian, from our time together, but I know there's thousands of others that are going to benefit far more than you and I will. Mm-hmm. They'll be inspired, encouraged, and get a new spark of an idea and, and run with it. So thank you for pouring into others today. And I, I found that has always been very healing. I think it's part of how God made us. Mm-hmm. When we're kind of down and beat up, the way to dig out is to start pouring into others. So thank you for doing that today. It's not an easy thing to do. I really recognize that. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about our latest sponsor who's making this show possible. I'm talking about Store Fund. Here's what they do. If you're an Amazon seller who's getting some momentum, but the money coming back to you from Amazon is coming in a little slow, well, you can get your hands on the money Amazon owes you today using Store Fund. Go check them out. SilentGym.com slash SF, as in store fund. Let's say you have a big $1,000 sales day. You're thinking to yourself, man, it'd be nice to get my hands on that money right now today. Well, for a small fee, about 2%, $20, you get the money Amazon owes you quickly. You can put it back to work right now instead of waiting for Amazon to pay you, in some cases, several weeks later. That's store fund, silentgym.com slash SF, as in store fund. Hey, let's get back to the program. The more I found myself pouring into others, which is kind of what you're doing today. Like, I hope you benefit tremendously, Adrian, from our time together. But I know there's thousands of others that are going to benefit far more than you and I will. Mm-hmm. They'll be inspired, encouraged, and get a new spark of an idea and, and run with it. So thank you for pouring into others today. And I, I found that has always been very healing. I think it's part of how God made us. Mm-hmm. When we're kind of down and beat up, the way to dig out is to start pouring into others. So thank you for doing that today. It's not an easy thing to do. I recognize that. But I also want to dig in a little bit to the uh, strategy of how do you scale this? Because you mentioned, and rightfully so, FBM isn't going to get as much attention as FBA. If you're doing the fulfillment yourself, you're shipping to every customer that buys by yourself instead of sending in 50 at a time to Amazon. Well, you're not seeing a large portion of the Amazon shopping universe because a lot of people will only buy through their Prime account. And you're not seeing any of those customers yet. So as much as you're selling now, like you just observed, you could be selling a lot more if we can figure out how to make more of this thing. 
Exactly. So talk me through that. Maybe let's strategize on that a little bit. And I think that'll be good information for some other people out there. I mean, the obvious question is why haven't you hired some people to just start pounding through this? I'm going to hire my son. <laughs> but you know, I, because I didn't and expect And 10 of his it. friends, it sounds like. And to 10 me. of his friends. I did not expect <laughs> that, like, that type of a strategy of variations of anything was going to really take off. I mean, I store stocked and I saw different people doing, you know, snack variations or like, you know, care packages with like 50 different snacks, a hundred different. And I saw the numbers, but you don't think you're going to actually design something that's going to also do as well. Like you do your tests, right. And then immediately they sell out and then you're like, okay, I've got to get more. And one thing I did learn from the podcast um, recently was you don't want to ever be out of a product, especially if it's basically your own listing, because then you're going to ruin your own rating. And this is rating like very high. I think last I checked, it's like in that category is like 22,000 and it bumps around from 22,000 to 16,000 to 35,000, right? So it like bump, bounces around like it should, but I wasn't expecting it. So, and I didn't know until I heard from you on one of the podcasts, you always want to have it. Like when you ship it in, you also want to make sure you can FBM it so that you don't lose the rate, your ranking on it. And so now the ones that are in, they're slowly checking in, but they've already actually with the prime have actually sold out and their people are going to wait until the May 20th to get them. Wow. So I can't, yeah, I need, I'm going to, Pull some all-nighters is probably what I'm going to do just yeah. to get caught up. And, and you could probably uh, raise your price too, from what yeah. it sounds like to me, and still do really well with this. Because the price of the products added together is, let's say, X, the retail price of everything added together. And then you've got the time creating the bundle. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of special packaging at all? Is it in like a nice basket or anything like that? Only thing I do is I separate each flavor and I put it in like one of those small, because it's a smaller item. So I put it in one of those small poly bags. That it doesn't need that label. So I make sure it's like individualized so that people don't get like this box of, or a poly bag yeah, of. So the flavors are separated out. Items. But yeah. they're, just, they're just separated out in a pretty plain box at this point. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. Uh, because I'm just, I'm just thinking people recognize the value of someone having spent the time to bundle those together creatively like you're going to charge a little more than you would if you'd bought them individually yourself right so there's there's some perceived value to having created this random mixture bundle where i think you can get away with raising your price and and which will help you be able to maintain your margins as you hire 10 of your son's friends to come over on a saturday and make 150 of these things right it's a party Uh, yeah exactly just have a big party the other thing i want to uh i just you know a cautionary is while you're really capitalizing on this ASIN, that's a lot of eggs in one basket. Don't get so deep into this thing that you're, you know, we're just assuming it's going to be as great six months from now as it is for now. You may have a competitor tomorrow mm-hmm. that knows how to wholesale or find a cheap source for those items and already has the, the system set up to duplicate your bundle. And they're willing to do it for, you know, less margin than you are. That could happen. People are always looking at the stuff that's moving fast and going, hmm, is there room for me to slide in there and kind of compete and, and sell alongside that person? Now, they may sell at the same price you do. They may sell it for more than you do and do great, but they also may come in and undercut you and you have no control over that. So I'd like to see you diversify, take advantage of the momentum you have. And maybe even one of the things that I think an opportunity is here for you to consider is reach out to the brand itself if, if they're huge, this won't work. But if it's a relatively mid-tier brand, it's not a household name or anything, you could probably reach out to them and say, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. I think we could rank, make it really big. Do you want to do this with me? Do you want me to help represent your brand on Amazon? Now, I'm just brainstorming, not just not necessarily for you, Adrian, but a lot of other sellers will find themselves in these kind of opportunities where a product starts to do well and they're thinking, oh, I want to sell as much of this as I can while it's hot. And they don't stop to think, I could reach out to this manufacturer, maybe help them get on Amazon, mm-hmm. maybe manage the whole thing for them. Their team puts the bundles together. I create the listings. They send the stuff in per my instructions. I get a percent, right? So think a little bigger. Right. 
You've done deals with people, you know, you've sold houses, a whole negotiation process, conversation. Let's see if there's anything here. Let's just explore the possibilities. And if no, no big deal. I mean, as a realtor, you've heard the word no more than most of us ever will in our lives, right? You're not afraid of it, which is a skill. Some people are afraid to death of that word. They'll bury their head in the sand. (laughs) Not you. You've heard it a thousand times. Well, and back in my sales management, like my training days of training independent representatives, I was like, I want you to go out there and collect a hundred no's. You're not going to do it. I love it. Exactly. I say the same thing about failure now. Mm-hmm. You know, the cost of failure is so small. So this is going to really resonate with you, Adrian, that I need to go out and just test. You know, I've got this one. It's going great. We're going to capitalize on it, but test constantly. And I do. I actually- 10 failures a month, minimum kind of thing. That's- Exactly. But I do have like a bunch of other ASINs that are being neglected right now because of the time. So now I've dedicating, I'm pocketing my time and I did raise the price by like $2 and it's still selling. So like, I can't win. Uh, but it's a, yeah. It's what a good problem to have though. I've raised my price and the customers keep buying everything. That, those are the kind of problems you want to have as a business owner, right? There's a lot of people right now listening to this going, oh, oh, poor Adrian. Every time she raises her prices, everyone just buy all our inventory. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, I've got to make a living. Like this is going, this is really at this point, like the my sole income. So the you real know, estate thing has slowed or you're done with it or? Well, I'm not done. I'm still doing like friends and family, et cetera, but at the end of the day, yeah, real estate, when you're when somebody has a home and they're sitting at like a 3% interest rate, and if they were to sell it and buy another one, they're over, but I think it's like almost 7% or even in some cases, 7% interest rate, you're going to get a lesser, less of a home, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the situation I'm in. I mean, I wouldn't mind changing houses, but I look at what I, the interest rate I have right now is basically free money. <laughs> and right. there's real interest so, rates out there now for the other houses. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad I refinanced when I did. Yeah. And that was the thing during the pandemic, everybody refinanced like 2%. Mm-hmm. So, and then the people that do want to buy their purchasing power is less. Yeah. So, you know, and their payments and I'm in Texas, so our property taxes are not for the weak of heart, right? Mm-hmm. Property taxes are insane. So that's, so, you know, basically real estate has slowed for you. And, and I've heard that, you know, I mean, it's, it's still going, but uh, you're looking for this to be an enhancement to that it is replace. Well, and I had a really hard time, like after not having to build a business for over a year because I was corporate, having a hard time to go out there and start generating more leads and all of that. Right. It yeah. was just not feasible. Whereas the Amazon, it was like, oh, I can do this, but I have to, it's do or die. And, you know, I talked to others that are real estate agents and like, we want to do, do this too. Like, Look, I don't care what your financial situation is. If you don't have like, if I don't make this happen, I don't have a roof over my head. You have to have that attitude in order to make sure that you scale it. Like you got to be desperate and I'm desperate. Like I was very desperate and now bills are being covered. Like not all of them, but a good portion of them are being covered. Yeah. And you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And and I call it that period of intense focused effort. Some people can get themselves there without raising their heart rate. Other people need a sense of desperation. But any business you ever build requires that period of intense focused efforts. Like when you're getting your real estate license, like this is a lot of stuff to read. And this is a big test. And I get, do I really, you know, intense focused effort is required at the launch phase of anything worth doing. But the nice thing about this model that we're in right now, Adrian, is that it's it opens up so many doors. Yeah. So this this foundation you're laying right now, as long as you don't get cut, excuse me, get caught into the uh, you know becoming a treadmill operator, <laughs> just running on that hamster wheel real fast every day till you wipe yourself out and crashing into bed, thinking mm-hmm. I got to get this done. I'm the one that does it. It's me and my son against the world, and like that's it. But you know, now you're gonna have to. You, you've got a profitable system. I think you need to invite some other people into that. Mm-hmm make sure there's plenty of time and margin in your brain to start to pursue and capitalize on, you know, you've got other profitable ASINs you can't even get to right now. Right. Well, to me, that means you need to be bringing more people on your team. Business done well is it's, it's a leadership and a team building exercise. And you've done that before. You've, you are a sales instructor. Like you, you've, you've taught teams, you've grown teams. It wasn't your team, but you know what it feels like to have a team and to do something together, right? Yes. Same thing here. And if it's a few of your 
Yeah, I keep saying your your son's friends just kind of as an example, but I mean, it could be a sweet old lady across the street that's just, you know, looking for some company and yeah, meaningful work sounds great. You know, those people are out there, a few extra dollars and they're ready to work their tails off and they'll crank out 50 bundles on a weekend while they're watching their game or whatever. And you're now freed up. Yes. To, to pursue these other opportunities. Time to break out those banquet tables. Yeah, your house or someone else's. You know, there's people who live near you that have extra space in their house and they won't even charge you. And you can say, set up business right there. Like, you know, get, I would say get into one of those neighborhood groups, even like next door or whatever, and just say, hey, I've I've got a a business that requires just putting stuff into bundled packages. And I need someone willing to do some work. And then let's talk about the price you charge and maybe even do it in your house. You're going to have someone call you that you'd be thinking to yourself, man, why didn't I do this six months ago? <laughs> yeah. It'll I happen. About that. So I just was thinking of my son because I had heard like, if you pay, pay like if you pay your kid mm-hmm. to do work, that's a great tax right off. Oh, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. But I'm going to do that. Do I hate it. <laughs> your son can't make 50 of these bundles a day. No. Right? Oh God, no. I'll be lucky to get one. Yeah, he can make one or two, three, maybe on a good day, right? But then you've got the retired couple across the street. It's like, hey, you know, they like a little extra money, but that's not really the point. Meaningful work, that's kind of the point. Helping that sweet family, that sweet single mom across the street with that cute kid that rides his bike sometimes. Like those people are closer than you might think. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just encourage you to kind of spread your net for the neighborhood and, well, and have some conversations. Like and, well, I, I love this because not only do I have the ASINs that are being neglected, but I have a list of other variation or variety packs and bundles that I'm, I've got to get to these. Like I need to get these quickly, you know, before anybody else jumps into these ideas. Right. So that's, you've got, I, I love your mile wide and steep strategy. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Diversify but, your risk and, and, and gives you more opportunity to, you know, like if, if I'm out fishing on a lake and I know there's a bunch of fish in there, do I take one fishing pole? Or if I've got a garage full of 100 fishing poles, do I go ahead and just take as many as I can fit on the boat? Why wouldn't I? Okay. Take them all. Drop more lines in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just yeah. taking out one and going for that one big fish in the lake. Hey, I'll catch fish all day. You know, occasionally I'll catch the big one too. That's the way you got to play this game. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not. It doesn't cost you anything to to test constantly. What, using doing Being informed looking mm-hmm. at the data and testing worst case scenario, break even or make a couple bundles that don't sell you, bring them home and give them away as Christmas presents or whatever. But yeah. yeah, you're off to something really special here for sure. Do you mind diving into the numbers a little bit deeper than we have so far? Like uh, it sounds like something that's selling pretty well, like, you know, on a, what kind of volume are you be talking about dollar wise? Dollar wise, if I can send in the 500, you want the net profit on that? Yeah, just you know, what'd you make last month, kind of thing. That yeah, um, I sold 196 last month in April. Of those bundles, of those bundles, I want to say it was about three thousand dollars return on it, and it was at a lower price point. So if I can get 500 and in there into FBA, and at the higher price point because they're still selling fine, I think I calculated it was going to be like seventy nine hundred dollars. Net profit. Net profit. On yeah. That one. After after all expenses. Yep. Yes. Which would and that's one. Pay all my bills. I could literally like like that make a living like right there, right? But that's only if stays sustainable, stays in demand, which is like you said, you got to also get others too that can yeah. do. It. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah just it, as a it, if I'm looking at, I, I like to do a SWOT analysis. You ever heard that term SWOT? You use it all the time. Strength, weakness, opportunity, threat, right? So mm-hmm. you use it all the time. You know what I'm talking about. Strength, yeah. weakness, opportunity, threat. If I was to do that real quick on what you're sitting on right now, mm-hmm. you know, the the unpursued opportunity is the thing that's jumping off the table at me right now. Because you all you got to do is find enough minimum wage workers who are willing to put these bundles together. Mm-hmm. And you've got so many opportunities you can pursue if you can free your time up a little bit right. to create true branded bundles that are truly locked into you. The only difference between you and some of these sellers selling hundreds of thousands of dollars a month of branded bundles is they've got a team and they've got systems. They've scaled. 
they're doing what you just described. Just they have, you know, a team. It's not just them and their son cranking it out in the extra room of the house. Mm -hmm. It's a system. So if you if you build a system, you recognize the opportunity. And I think there's a lot of folks listening to this episode as well. They're going, wow, that that is a really interesting take on this model. And I just want to remind the listeners today, learn replans, learn the basics, just like Adrian did, get into the proven Amazon course, learn to recognize the hot selling items that are worth risking on and the ones that aren't worth taking a risk on those basics. Then you can very quickly move into branded bundles and stuff like what you just described, Adrian, is you know, really time is your only, that's the only monster you got to, you got to tackle. If you just had more time, if you didn't have to sleep, if there was five of me, you know, if you, when you have that kind of feeling about your business, that's a good place to be. That's when you know you need to grow and scale, hire people to find, you know, help you go out and find more of that revenue that's just sitting there. Just more. Well, I joke about pulling all nighter, but I have pulled all nighters even before my, this one item, I, because if I get behind and I have got all this kind of, I got to get it in. It's not making me any money. I've got to. So I have pulled an all-nighter and I don't mind. I wake up anyway at 3, 3.30. So it those all-nighters are real short because I instantly am awake at 3.30 anyway. Well, you know, one of the one of my favorite words for business and life and health and anything mm-hmm. is sustainable, right? We're capable of pretty intense, crazy periods of chaos and managing those fairly well. As humans, like crazy how resilient it can be, but not long term. <laughs> long term, you will pay eventually. It's like I, I talk to people who say, "Oh no, I work seven days a week. I don't take Sundays off." And I'm like, "You haven't taken them off yet," is what you meant to say, because those fifty Sundays that you skipped are going to add up to <laughs> you taking mm-hmm. off a couple months, two yeah. years from now, because your body's just done, right? So we, we're not built to just grind 24-7. It's not sustainable. But a period of intense focused effort, you can build something special, but you pump the brakes. Okay, well, I need to get some help in here. I need to use some of this margin to, you know, and if and this is why investors exist too. Part of me is almost like, hey, let's talk afterwards. And like I would help capitalize this thing. You're like, you know, this is so profitable, but it's kind of just helping me break even where I need to be with a little more capital. Hey, you know, you're the kind of story that that capital chases. It's like because you can turn fifty thousand into eighty thousand if you had the fifty, but you don't right now. That kind of scenario, you know, that's what you're building. That's a that is a beautiful business. I mean, you've achieved something fantastic. I know in your mind it's like it's paying the bills. But from my vantage point, you were just sitting on a gold mine. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. Me too. I'm anxious and I've always really kind of focused because like I mentioned, I have to like, I have to have those quick flips. So when you start out, you again, you're watching the YouTubers and the Instagram and they're all telling you, oh, a fast flip is two to three months. No, I can't have that. I want it to sell before it actually gets checked in. Mm-hmm. I want it to be selling as it's being checked in where I'm selling out before they can even ship it out. That's yep. what I look for. So And those opportunities are everywhere. So I don't look at your, I think you say, look for uh, 50 drops a month or something like that. I Well, there's so many different replant strategies, but mm-hmm. one of the safest low hanging fruit strategies that I like to encourage new sellers towards is to find stuff that's dropping 50, you know, 40, 50 or more per month. I don't care how many other sellers are on it. Just jump in there, middle of the price pack and watch what happens. The worst case scenario is you got to drop your price and it sells instantly and get your money back. Best case scenario is you're shocked at, how many sellers are selling this product for less than you are yes. and you're still making sales, sure. right? So it's, it's one of those great examples of, you know, when I talk about the underserved shelf space at Amazon, where there's sellers willing to pay more money than they are right now for stuff that's flying off the shelves at Amazon, jump in the mix, get in the party. So that's, you know, that's one of the initial lessons I like to see new sellers start to grasp is you don't have to be the lowest price mm-hmm. to make it. A lot of sales on the fast moving items because of the regional effect is what we call the regional advantage. That's podcast episode 554 for this one to go back and listen to it. I have, I've referenced it a lot. So I remember which the number is on that. I think 554 and 555 right next to it were both very popular for that concept. But um, yeah, anyway, long question to your short answer, long answer to your question. No, you're good. So instead of looking for the 50, I look for anything that's like maybe there's 
very few sellers on it and the drops are way above that, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I know that if I can put something together, I'm going to show up also on the page. I tend to start my price just slightly below. If the margins are there, I'll start my price so I can get ranking somewhat a little bit below whatever they're doing. And then as the ranking starts going, going up or going down, then I start raising my price. Right, as it gets more popular. Yeah. Right. Because then I know it's going to be on that first page. So mm-hmm. I do a gradual increase. You know, you know, on Keepa, you can do advanced searches that meet those kind of criteria. Have you ever done that? Well, I can mention Brian Olson is great at sharing. You know, like, he did teach me so much on Keepa, so much. But I still, I just use Easy Scan. Yeah, well, <laughs> to like, my knowledge, because one thing you can do with Keepa, the data, the data research tool on Keepa is you could go in and say, I want to see ASINs that have fewer than this number of sellers, that have more than this number of drops that are in this category, right? And it's like, here's your report. You know, you start pounding through it. I forgot about that feature. Yes, I did use that. I might have to renew my subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, ASINs in and ScanEasy, and they, they visually represent the data in a nicer fashion, but they're pulling that data from Keepa. Exactly. Keepa is the only one. We explained back in podcast episode 369 what Keepa does and why a lot of the best tools are basically just using a, uh, mm-hmm. a feed from Keepa's data to make their tool look great, which is great, but you're paying more money. If you learn how to use the you know, the uglier, the less friendly looking user interface possibly of Keepa, once you learn how to use that, you can get a lot more of that same data, super cheap, 20 bucks a month. It, it is, it is. And I honestly, it's just the squiggly lines. I'm like, people are like, you know, when they post in the group, does this look like a great selling product? Mm-hmm. It just looks like a bunch of squiggles for me. I don't oh. understand. I can't read what the BSR is on squiggly lines, Yeah, but tools that incorporate Keepa's data, right. then at right. least I can see it's a hundred drops or, you know, that type well, of thing. Just so you know, when I look at a Keepa chart, there's a hundred things going on there. I'm looking at two or three things. That's it. That's all I need to know. I'm not, you know, sometimes people think it's like, you know, they see all the lines stacked on top of each other. It's like, man, I, I'm not a heart surgeon. What's going on here? There's a thousand. I'm not a mathematician. No, it's, you can, you can turn the graphs off. Mm-hmm. And see all the numbers that you need, you know, once you've gotten used to, to using Keepa. And I'm looking at the, you know, basically the drops mm-hmm. and the buy box behavior somewhat. Although if it's dropping fast enough, the buy box behavior is irrelevant. If it's a fast seller, there's somebody who's going to want your unit that's sitting in a warehouse near them. And they don't care what the recent buy box is. Right. The only one they're seeing that they can have later today is yours. And it's priced higher than 70% of the other sellers. They don't care. You're the only one that can get a unit on their front porch by four o'clock today for their kid's birthday party at six. And we've all been, we've all purchased. Oh, everyone shops that way. Especially when it comes down to coffee. But somehow sellers <laughs> think that only the low prices are winning the game. No, on the fast moving items, you can be very aggressively high and make a lot of sales. And so now I'm only selling maybe five or 10 a month of a product that sells a thousand units a month with other sellers. That's fine. I'll take my five or 10 sales a month to people who really wanted it fast and I get a good margin. That's great. It's a nice steady income stream for me. Let's go get more of them. That's what we covered in podcast episode 554, by the way, again, to reference that episode. That's when you can ignore the buy box is what I call it. But yeah, doing the research using Keepa's advanced search tools mm-hmm. that are built right in, it's amazing to me. I mean, you can, you can even start to get into ones that, you know, the, there's an upward trend in reviews and there's a downward trend in the number of sellers and the price seems to be increasing, Right. It's you can get very specific and you can get some great now whether you're able to get your hands on those products or not once they've been identified that's another challenge but do a little research call some manufacturers buy a couple of them off Amazon you know buy one look at the package who distributes this thing right oh distributor I'm going to call the distributor get creative mm-hmm. I like that too really like you got to branch out of the one niche that I'm in I'm like there's opportunities for this particular strategy and like crafts to gardens to i mean everything mm-hmm. i'm anxious to get that branded 
Yeah, you're going to do so great. I'm so excited for for where you're heading and how your business is trending. And if, if there's anything we can do to help you out, please privately reach out to me offline and you know get you the resources you need and help you out. Are you coming to the conference in Ohio in yes. July? Yes. You're planning to. Have you bought your tickets yet? No, I have not yet. But I'm Don't going to. buy tickets okay. because I want you and your kiddo, any guests that you want to bring along or anyone else that can come or whatever it works out. Maybe it's just you. That's cool. But whatever. Okay. You bring your crew on me to the Proven Conference. Just remind me, send me an email when we're done here. But uh, I'd love to have you guys there as a way to say thank you for spending time with us today. And I think you'd benefit tremendously from being there. I'm, I'm excited that you'll be able to make it. I can't wait. I, my experience with conferences is that's when you like really come back and you hit the ground running. Like everything starts to click. No doubt. That'll be the case. Like no doubt that'll be the case. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a great event. We're well past 400 people registered, which is ahead of where we were last time as we're recording this. You know, here we are early May of 2023. The event is July 6th through 8th. I know you knew that, Adrian, but just for the listener's sake, get to theprovenconference.com. Come see Adrian and a whole bunch of other people <laughs> from our community, all of our coaches, content creators. We got about 40 breakout sessions, several of which I know, Adrian, you're going to want to be a part of. You get all the recordings, too, as an attendee as well. Registered attendees get the recordings of the entire event. Uh, we've got live stream kicking in, too. There's a there's a button now for those who can't be there. We love the low price we're offering this year on live stream. We just want it to be an event with, that reaches a lot of people. We've got a lot of powerful ideas to share. So glad you'll be a part of it. I look forward to it. It's, like I said, nothing like being with like-minded people. Yeah. And finding out like what you can pick up by just keeping your ear to each conversation. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Well, I've got to wrap up. I've got another commitment coming at me pretty fast here. Uh, I'd love to spend a little bit more time diving into your story, but it sounds like we're going to see you in July. And if there's anything we can do, absolutely, please reach out. But God bless you. And, and again, I think it needs deserves recognition a second time that uh, you very easily could have just kind of curled up and said, you know what, this is more than I can handle because of what you've been through. A lot of us have had that kind of last three years, right? But right. You, didn't. Uh, you are a great example of why I call the people in this community business building warriors. It's not that we're trying to kill an enemy. It's there's things behind us worth protecting and we get up and do it's got to be done anyway, even when we don't feel like it. And that's what you've been doing and you've built something beautiful. And I can't wait to see where you are six months or a year from now. It's I can't something wait. special. I can't wait. Let's see. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thank you. Well, is there anything else on your mind before we wrap up? I got a minute here or so, but I think we did a pretty good job today. You good? I'm, I'm great. I appreciate you interviewing me and all of your tips for sure. Well, I, you've inspired people more than I think you realized today. And uh, there's a lot of things we could have dove deeper into, but we'll save that when you have your first $30,000 a month, hit me up and I'm going to interview you again and all the lessons you've learned between where you are now and, and where okay. you get to, Okay. Uh, right. But let me talk to the listener. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Adrian was such a great guest. I know you benefited tremendously. If you want to hear dozens of episodes where we've talked to the emerging successful students like Adrian or some of the highly successful, highly established students from our community, we've got hundreds of episodes of this show. Get over to silentgym.com and just click on the podcast link. Go to your favorite podcast listening device or app and just check out 10, 15, 50 of our shows. You're going to catch a theme. That we are creating successful business building warriors all day, every day around here. That's what we do. If you want to coach, there's a link at silentgym.com to check out one of our coaches where you can work with someone who's built a beautiful business and then carved out some of their time to help mentor others through that same process. All of our coaches have been through our content and built beautiful businesses. That makes us unique in the industry. Also, we've been doing it for 20 years, which is pretty unique as well. But God bless you, Business Building Warrior. And Adrian, one last time, thank you, my friend. Can't wait to see you in July. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you. And to everyone else joining us, we will have another great episode for you again very soon. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, thanks for joining us today. One last shout out to the sponsor today that's doing some really cool things for sellers in the Amazon community. If you've had a big sales day recently and you're thinking to yourself, man, I would love to get the cash now instead of waiting on Amazon to pay me much later, well, that's where StoreFund can help. Go to silentgym.com slash SF, as in StoreFund, silentgym.com slash SF. So let's say you had a big $1,000 sales day. Wouldn't it be nice to pay a small 2% fee 
So $1,000, 2%, 20 bucks for $20. You can get all your money now that Amazon owes you. Pretty cool business model. They're helping a lot of sellers scale faster, keeping their money moving, keeping their inventory moving. That's silentgym.com slash SF. Thank you, Storefund, for being a great sponsor of this program. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.